Hi, I'm Jeff Blades. Welcome to Nation of Blades, where I share with you my best ideas on getting what you want. And welcome to episode one. I came in here today to do our first podcast, and I figured, well, I would start in the most logical place, and that is, how do you get what you want? What is my system? What are the steps? And then something changed on my way here. I got into a cab on 10th Avenue to ride up here to the studio today, and I looked at the cab driver as he turned around, and he looked a lot like Lawrence Fishburne, including with that little gap in between his teeth. And so I said to him, do people ever tell you you look like Lawrence Fishburne? He said, all the time. And I kind of laughed and I said to him, well, did you take the blue or the red pill? And he cracked up. And and as I said that, I looked out the window and I noticed just on the left-hand side on this brick wall was this graffiti slogan that said, the matrix has you. And it, it stopped me. It really got me to just step back. Because all week I'd been preparing my thoughts and thinking about coming in here and talking about getting what you want, which might be the most important topic of all of my work. But it struck me at that point that there was a different topic that I want to talk to you about today. And we will come back to it. Next week we'll pick up on getting what you want. But this week I want to touch on this topic, which I think is even more important perhaps, or at least in certain ways. And that's the nature of reality. And more specifically, how are you creating your reality? There's a reason why this is so important. There's a reason why this is so important, and that is because in order to get what you want, in order to be willing to do what it takes to dream up what you want, in order to be willing to do what it takes to get what you want, you have to begin with one very simple idea, and that is that you can create your reality that the reality that you've had in the past can be different to the reality that you have in the future. And to do that, you must step into a series of ideas that allow you to have that freedom to create your own reality. And so today I'm going to share with you some thoughts on, well, let's talk about what's the nature of reality, some ideas around reality. And then more specifically, I'm going to walk you through an exercise, a very powerful exercise that I developed for myself. And those of you who know my work know that everything that I teach, absolutely everything that I teach are ideas that I first built for myself. Over 15 years of doing this work, I've filtered through thousands of books tens of thousands of hours of ideas and work and research. And what I've strived to do is boil that down to the absolute essence of how do you get what you want, what works and why does it work. And I'm going to share with you today one of my most powerful exercises that I call the reality room. Steve Jobs said, life can be much broader once you discover one simple fact. That everything around you they call life was made up by people that were no smarter than you. And you can change it. You can influence it. You can build things other people can use. Really think about that. What does that mean? Life can be much broader once you discover one simple fact. Everything around you they call life was made up by people that were no smarter than you. And so what enabled those people to see the world differently? Sitting with a client of mine the other day, we were talking about idea generation. And his question was, well, you know, as an 
investment business, how do we generate ideas? How do we turn our firm into an idea factory? And I like that idea because it engages a lot of thinking around lateral thinking and the actual process of creation. And as we thought through that a little bit, I said to him, well, what is it that people like Steve Jobs do that the average person doesn't do? How do they expand their realities in ways that they're able to see things that other people don't see? And more importantly, how do you train yourself to do the same thing? And that's the exercise I call the reality room. And so let's just step into this now. Let's step into the exercise and just, if you were driving your car or doing something active while you're listening to this, I would suggest that you listen to this and then come back to it later when you're sitting down somewhere and you have some space to relax and to do this exercise. Because here's the thing. If you want to get flexible, you stretch. So if you get, want to get more flexible hamstrings, you practice reaching for your toes. Sometimes that feels uncomfortable, but in stretching, you are literally lengthening your muscles, making them reach further than before. And the same is true with everything I'm going to share with you in my reality room. And that is you are exercising your reality muscle. You are stretching your brain, stretching your thinking in ways that you haven't before. And so I would suggest that this is an exercise that you might want to come back to over and over and over again and continue stretching your sense of reality and ultimately expanding what's possible for you. So I'm going to share with you five principles and then five practices that we're going to step through today. The first principle, reality is perception. What do I mean by that? What is perception? It's cold today. I feel it outside. I feel it in my body. But is it cold? Well, it all depends on what is your definition of cold. If you grew up in the middle of Antarctica, it might be quite balmy today. The temperature isn't a reality. Temperature is just a number. It's your perception that makes the reality of whether you feel comfortable or not. Right, think about that for a moment. Whether something is warm or cold is merely your perception of what you've become accustomed to. It's well known that witness accounts of crimes are highly unreliable. What one person perceives to have happened is often very different to another. And you see this in, tra in, in traffic incident reports all the time. You might have five witnesses standing on different corners who have a different account of what happened. And that's because each one of those people is looking at it in different ways. The reality of the accident, the fact of the accident is one thing. But what each of those people perceive becomes their reality of the event. And now here's the trick. In our lives, what we perceive to be real becomes real. So if you perceive that going after your goals is hard, then it is. If you see challenging yourself as awful and painful, it will be. But if you see doing hard things and challenging yourself as the most wonderful thing in the world, then what actions might you be inspired to take? And here's this practice. Imagine yourself 
in your reality room right now. And what I mean by this is just imagine yourself sitting or standing inside a room. How big is that room? Looking out at the wall in front of you, the walls to your side, behind you, the roof above you, how expansive is your reality? How big is your room of reality? And now just notice, just focus on that wall ahead of you. And just imagine one thing on that wall, a perception that you've had in the past. Perhaps it's like a client of mine had a perception that speaking to large groups was different to speaking to people one-on-one. -on -one. And so for him, to stand in front of a large group and present felt uncomfortable. Yet when I changed his brain to see that actually the perception of talking to one or a large group of people can be exactly the same, his reality changed. So what is just one perception that you have on that wall in front of you? What is one perception that you want to change? Maybe it's a picture, a video, something else which shows you now you can change this. And just notice it changing. And what is it changing to? Like my client began to see that speaking to a group of people was the same as speaking to one person. How is this one change of perception now changing you? And now just imagine that wall shifting backwards, just creating more space in the room, just shifting that wall backwards, pushing it further and further away, expanding your room of reality. So that's the first principle. Reality is perception. Principle number two, reality is state. And what I mean by that is reality is your emotional state. Perhaps the most powerful idea in all of influence that I've learned is don't change somebody's mind, change their mood. Here's what I mean by that. Imagine a couple having a knockdown drag out fight. Husband's getting really angry. The wife's really getting into it. You can see them both fuming. And then something changes and they just start laughing. Maybe the husband runs up to the wife and grabs her and tickles her a little bit and they just start laughing. Their emotional state has changed. They're feeling different. Do you think they're fighting anymore? The reality is when they're feeling a certain way, they don't want to fight when they're frustrated, when they're angry, when they're disappointed, whatever those words are for them, the state, that emotional state creates that reality. Change the state, change the reality. Perhaps to an extreme, let's take the notion of terrorism. A group of people growing up with certain emotional states, fear, anger, powerlessness, poverty, oppression, and it drives them to want to torture and kill other people. Now give them 72 virgins and they're happy to just chill. 
When you are happy and chilling, you don't want to kill people. The reality is that terrorism is negative states. Change the states, you change the action. And here's the practice for this. Just imagine the wall on your right-hand side now. I'm really going to stretch you here, by the way. And just imagine that the color of that wall represents your emotional reality. In this room of reality, which emotional state do you find yourself in most often that you'd like to change? So say if you imagine the color of that wall was yellow, what would that say about the state of mind of that person? Or if it was black or gray, but most importantly, what color is it for you? And even more importantly, what color do you want to change it to? And just imagine it shifting now. Maybe you're seeing some big rollers come over and roll over the top of that. Just changing the color. Maybe it's like it just a button got pressed and now the color of the wall has changed. And just notice, as the color of that wall changes, so too does the feeling. Right? How do you feel differently having changed the color of that wall? Really feel this now. Feel yourself expanding. And do what you did before. Shift that wall back. Imagine that wall expanding your room of reality around you. Creating more space in your reality. Stretching what's possible for you. So that's principle two. Reality is state. Principle three, reality is your beliefs. Now, all of us know this. We all know this intuitively. We know what we believe about the world we, we make to be true. But more important than knowing this is being able to identify those beliefs that you want to change. So, for instance... You know, in, in my favorite book on personal development, the best-selling book on personal development ever sold, written in the 1930s, Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill cites a number of incredible beliefs that you might want to adopt. For instance, Henry Ford, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Think about the power of that belief. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Come back to where we started. To get what you want, you have to believe it's possible. To be willing to do what it takes, you have to believe it's possible. Whether you think you can and you think you can't, you're right. And as Napoleon Hill says, what the mind of man can conceive and bring itself to believe it can achieve. It all begins with your beliefs. A few years ago, I read a story about a polar bear at the Denver Zoo. And at the time, they were expanding its enclosure. And so uh, while they did that, they actually put the polar bear into a much smaller enclosure, a much smaller cage. Inside, 
the larger enclosure which they were building. And while they were doing that, the polar bear just did its thing. And over the course of, you know, 18 months it took to build that enclosure, the polar bear got accustomed to living in that smaller cage. And so guess what happened? Guess what happened when they removed that cage and the polar bear had the opportunity to go into the much larger enclosure? Right, it stayed inside that smaller space because it had become accustomed. It had come to believe that that was its space. As Christopher Reeve said, either you decide to stay in the shallow end of the pool or you go out into the ocean. You choose your beliefs. So here's the practice. Imagine the wall behind you now. Yes, it is a metaphor that this belief is going to be now behind you. So imagine that wall behind you and imagine a belief that limits you. What is that for you? What's a belief that holds you back and how does it hold you back? And what will you get when you change this? How will you be different? And what will now be possible for you? And to see on that wall, maybe it's a, like the graffiti I saw on the wall driving up here. Maybe it's like a graffiti sign written on that wall. Or it might be a picture for you. Whatever it is, just imagine that old belief now changing. Like I can see it changing from the matrix has you to the matrix had you. And how is your belief now changing? And now just imagine that wall. You know what to do. Imagine that wall shifting further backwards, pushing it out, expanding your room of reality. And how does that feel? Doesn't it feel more expansive? Doesn't it feel more expansive? That's principle three. Reality is your beliefs. Principle four. Reality is what you experience. Now, by this I mean two things, but I'm only going to mention one of them in passing and then I'm going to focus on the other. The first is that your reality is a construct of what you experience through your senses. If you see it, you hear it, you feel it, you taste it, you think it's real. As we like to say, in the, at least in the Western world, I'll see it when I believe it. Right. But how do we not know what we don't see? All around you, at every moment in time, all around you, there are things that you can't see. If you picked up a black light and shone it in the room that you're in now, you would see things that you wish you didn't see. Our senses, what we perceive through our senses, what we experience through our senses, is a limited, filtered version of reality. And I would suggest that, it, that, that all of you, if you're interested in exploring this more, that you begin meditation. And I just said, I want to mention that in passing. 
And the bigger picture is this. The bigger point is this, that your reality is what you experience. So you experience it through your senses, you make it real. But more generally, your reality, what you believe to be true about the world is dictated by your past experiences. If you grew up in some areas, your reality is that it's an infringement of your rights that you can only have one wife. I know, I know. It's an awful infringement of your rights. But that's your reality. If you grew up in certain parts of the world where that was not a limitation, then your experience of reality is different to someone who didn't. Your experience dictates what you consider to be reality. Does that make sense? Just think about that for a moment. Just look back on the experiences that you've had in your life and project them onto that wall on the left-hand side of you. Just project them. Just watch it like a neat little movie playing over there. And just notice that the things that you come to believe to be real, to be true about you and your life, you can see them represented there through the experiences that you've had. And now ask yourself a different question. If there were new experiences that you could have that would expand your reality, what would they be? When this work began for me back at Goldman Sachs in 2000, I came up with an idea called mixing it up. And that was very, very simple. I said, go do stuff that you're not doing. What are you not doing? Go do it. And that idea over time led me to do all sorts of things from fighting mixed martial arts to traveling the world, to diving, to singing, to driving race cars, you name it, that notion of mix it up brought me into a whole series of new experiences with different people. And so what are some of those experiences on that wall for you? And more specifically, just choose one, just choose one new experience you're going to go out and get this week and commit to do it. Because your reality is what you experience. Change your experiences, change your reality. Is principle four. Principle five, reality is focus. What you focus on becomes your reality. What you focus on becomes your reality. A reason I don't watch the news and I avoid most entertainment and most people, quite frankly, is that I don't like their reality. What others call the real world isn't real to me. Their real world is just what the spotlight is focused on. That someone is blowing someone up in the Middle East is just as true that at any one point in time, millions of people are having sex. It's your choice. It's your choice what you focus on. And the reality is... The objective reality is that more people are having sex than killing each other. Yet reality is what you focus on. In the movie Focus, Will Smith is teaching his young protege how to use other people's focus to pickpocket. So he taps her on the left wrist and he lifts her bag from her right shoulder. He takes her ring and gives it back three times. Because he keeps doing that by just distracting her attention, moving her focus. And while he's got her focused in one place, doing something different. 
All right, and here's the practice. This one is more general, which is become hyper aware of what you focus on. One of my rules, I have a whole series of very basic practices. And one of my most powerful rules I call the first rule of mind control. Only think about what you want. If you're focused on what you don't want, stop. Focus on what you do want. And just notice how your focus is creating your reality. Oh, my boss sucks. Great. How do you feel? Focusing on that awful reality. What do you like about your job? And really look up to the ceiling now and just imagine this. Projecting on that ceiling. What do you want your world to be? If you could project onto that ceiling your world, your reality, what are you focused on? What matters to you? What are your goals? What's the world that you want to create for you? Now just imagine that ceiling lifting. Just pushing it higher and higher. Just expanding. Expanding your reality above you. Because as long as you're focusing on your goals and expanding the ceiling, why wouldn't you just push it all the way up into the stars? And now just for a moment, just reflect on this room around you. Just notice what you've changed here. How different does the room feel? How much more expansive does your reality feel? What do you now believe to be possible for you that wasn't possible before? Now, and here's the thing. Years ago, I thought of personal development as programming. I thought of it as knowledge and programming. Yet over time, what I realized is that personal development is just like developing muscles at the gym. It's conditioning. If you want to get stronger, you show up every day and you lift. If you want to get more flexible, every day you stretch. And if you want to keep expanding your reality, listen to this over and over and over again. Continuing to stretch your reality muscle. And it might take some time. It's like Neo in the Matrix. It isn't until the end of the movie that he believes he's the one. Right? It isn't until the end of the movie that he's expanded his reality to the point that he now recognizes he's the one. And in doing that, what has he done? He's changed his focus. He's had different experiences. He's most certainly changed the beliefs about what is real. His state has changed from torment to liberator. And of course, his perception of reality has entirely shifted. And I hope you've gotten a lot of benefit out of listening to this today. And thank you for joining me on this week's podcast and the first of our podcasts. And... Next week, we'll come back and we'll circle back to this topic because it is the most important topic. How do you get what you want? What are the steps you take? Until we meet again, 
I wish you the best in getting what you want. I'm Jeff Blades. You can find me at jeffblades.com. Yeah.